you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Tr- coming to you for the Super Bowl preview for my, yes, that's right, my, me, myself, and I, Kansas City Chiefs, are in the fucking Super Bowl against the 49ers, Super Bowl 54. Ladies and gentlemen, we are there. We will be previewing it today, going around the laces, talking about some news in the NFL, the business that doesn't sleep. Before we get into all that, though, Trees, how are you doing, man? Not too bad. Excited for this episode. We've been talking about it for a few weeks now about how this was going to be a very fun episode. And I'm honestly, I'm ready for this game to start. Me and one of my buddies were talking, and it feels like the AFC and NFC championship games were months ago at this point. Like, it feels like forever ago. Maybe it's because we went to Mobile and all that, but like, it just feels like it was so long ago. It's almost like I was thinking like the new season's about to start. It feels like it's been that long. Yeah, so we were talking at work today with some of my coworkers, and we were talking about how when we come back from the weekend, it's going to be us celebrating 2021. This just entire month of January has taken forever. I don't understand why it's taken so long, but I'm on the same boat that it feels like those games were forever ago. Yep, totally agree there. Well... Before we get into the actual episode, though, we want to make sure to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Nectar CBD. CBD will help provide relief for any anxiety, depression, or any health issues that you are currently facing in your life today. So whether you need it to help you focus on a hard project, which, Trace, I'm sure you completely understand, anytime you just need to focus on work, like, hey, let me take a couple drops of the CBD right here from Nectar Drop it in. Let's get to feeling good. Let's get focused and get rolling. This stuff helps. It helps me sleep at night. Um, had a lot on my mind lately. I put a couple drops of that under my tongue the other night. Out like a freaking rock. It was a large rock the size of a small rock. Laying in my bedroom is exactly what Nectar CBD did to me that evening. Trace, tell the people how they can get it, man. Yeah, you can go to NectarCBDProducts.com and currently the entire site is 50% off for the rest of this week. If you need something, go this week to get 50% off. Again, that is NectarCBDProducts.com. And following that, we will get ourselves a promo, and we can continue to get you guys some discounts. But for now, if you want it this week, so it comes into the mail next week, go to NectarCBDProducts.com. Again, 50% off. Boom. Go save yourself some money. Get yourself calmed down, relaxed, focused. Get some good sleep. Whatever you need, CBD is there for you from Nectar. Thank you, guys. Ready to roll, though, into Trees Ivia. This is where our true focus comes in. We need to focus on what's going on. Let's figure out what Trees is going to try and give us today. All right, Austin. So, since 1990, I mean, that's about that you weren't officially born yet at that time, but I was. I was a young buck of age six months old. So <laughs> uh, we'll go from there. So from 1990, there have been two number one overall picks playing quarterback that have won a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback. Who are those two players? Oh, wow. Since 1990? Yes. Okay. Uh, Peyton Manning. Correct. And Drew Brees was the number one pick. Eli Manning was not a number one pick. Um, 
It's not Eli. No, not Eli. Eli, what was Eli? Eli was Eli was traded. Yep, Eli was the number one overall pick. He was. Yes. Fuck! Look at that! Look at the damn Manning brothers. <laughs> it is the Manning brothers. I mean, maybe Eli was, was number one pick and still got traded. Yeah, he got picked. They they drafted him and then traded him after the pick. Have we seen anything like that since? No. Now that you, th- I mean, think about like you see it in the NBA quite a bit. Yeah, but all the time. Hey, look at that! Look at look me. at that! That was easy. That was. I need to get harder on that. I maybe I focused too much on the who am I this this week, and I, I need felt to balance like it. I w- I got lucky with Eli. I was trying to Peyton. I kind of knew, uh, just because they sucked at first, and then you know Peyton Manning turned into fucking Peyton Manning. Uh, but yeah, next, who are you gonna be talking about here? All right, who am I, Austin? Number one, hint number one. I was a third round pick. Round uh, number two. I have played for four teams. Hmm. Number three, I played for the Miami University. Round, let's see, sorry, number four, some call me the Ageless Wonder. The Ageless Wonder. You played for four teams? Yep. Okay. So, it was a third-round pick. Yes. Played for four teams. Yes. Played for the University of Miami. Yep. And is nicknamed the Ageless Wonder. Yes. Are they still in the league? Yes. So these players will still be in the NFL, okay? Not always, but like in the near future, yes. I'll let you know if they're not in the Okay, in the all right. That's good. Um. Okay, so Brandon Cooks was the first name that came to mind. He did not play for Miami University. He played he for did. Oregon State. Close. Very close. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Man, damn it. How long have they been in the league? He has, his nickname is Frank the Gore. The Angels. <laughs> I'm trying to think of this guy that's been in the league for absolutely ever. Frank Gore. There it is. It is, it is Frank Gore. My other, if you couldn't guess it, I had one more hint, which was I'm top ten in the NFL rushing, but I knew that would give it away. So I don't know if it would have. <laughs> oh really? Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, man, those were both were too easy for you. I don't. I don't like it. Hey, I'm just proud of myself because I'm usually struggle with those. So it's <laughs> nice for me to kind of feel like I actually do know what I'm talking about instead of the damn. I'm a true dumbass over here, not knowing who any of these guys are. So. Thank you for letting me feel good about myself right here before the Super Bowl. I appreciate it. So, moving on to the next subject, though. Great Tree Sivia and Who Am I? That was awesome. Again, if you guys are listening, we haven't really picked a name for that. So, if you have something, definitely let us know. We would love to have the – you know, that actually – let's do that. If you're listening and you have a, a title or a segment name that you want us to do or that you thought of would be nice – let us know. We would love to do that. Anything we can incorporate into this, especially into the offseason, let's let's get you guys involved. Let us know what your thoughts are, kind of any ideas. I think that's really cool. So next topic, though, the Tom Brady picture that is just making waves. He posted it yesterday. Okay, He posted it about Thursday afternoon, 
and it's a picture of him in a tunnel. You can see his silhouette. You can see his shadow on the water of the tunnel. And then you can see the field behind him or in front of him. And you cannot tell if he's walking to the field or if he's walking from the field. Trees, what are your thoughts initially looking at the photo? That he's walking towards the field, first off. That's what I believe. Um, and two, I think it's he. he's not in the Super Bowl, so he wants some attention on him. So he just had to post that a little bit. Um, oh, I didn't look at it like that. That's good, though. <laughs> um, no. Um, I think it's like – I think it, it is really like of an end of an era type thing. Uh, there's the reports now that his kids are getting enrolled in a school in Nashville. I don't know if you saw that, but – In Nashville? Nashville. I did not see that. Yeah. And him and uh, Frable are pretty damn good buddies over there. I'll just say it, though. if That would be a huge mistake on the Titans' part. Like I would getting, agree. Getting rid of Tannehill at this point with what he's doing and where Brady's at in his career, huge mistake. So, Titans, go ahead and do it if you feel like you want to. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but overall, I just think it's <sighs> – Brady does, like, weird things like this from time to time, I feel like. Um, so I don't really have a lot of thoughts into it. More just like a huh, interesting time to do it. You couldn't have waited till after the Super Bowl to post that. To me, that that was my initial thought. I think I do like the idea of him getting attention, but he's also just very good at social media. He is. Like last year when he beat when they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, I was pissed. But that video of him and Gronk just smiling, like shrugging their shoulders to the song of We Ain't Going Nowhere, I fucking loved it. I was pissed and I hated it, but I respected it. I loved it. And if the Chiefs would have beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, you know they would have done the same thing back. And it would have blown the internet apart. Twitter would have exploded. Instagram would have exploded. This is just Tom Brady doing what he does. I'm looking at the photo right now, though. What field is he walking to or from? Because I can't, I don't think, I don't think it's Gillette Stadium. Why don't you think that? Because when you zoom, are you looking at the photo? Yes. Okay, so when you zoom into his left, or the left side of the photo, what are those words? Right there. Oh, right yeah, the what does zone. that say? I don't know. Does that look like Gillette, though? No. Nope, it doesn't. <laughs> that almost looks like the Cleveland Browns with their font, with that thick string or thick stripe. I can't I can't tell, though. Jeez, I, you're right. I have no idea what that says. Yeah, interesting. Just kind of sparked my attention there right here as we're talking about it. But very interesting. I did not hear about his kids getting enrolled to a school in Nashville, though. You know what's close to Nashville, though? What's that? I was going to say Indianapolis, but that's where I said Philip Rivers was going to go. I don't know where the fuck he's going. I don't know where these guys are going. That's the beauty of the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. I'm not going to try and put pieces of a puzzle together. Because honestly, I don't fucking care right now. What I do care about is this damn Super Bowl coming up. But before we get to that, we're going to get to a guy who 
does not get enough credit for how well he has played at this position, and that's at the tight end position. He's played for two teams, the Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers, Greg Olson. News comes out today that they are mutually parting ways. Um, Good for him. Potential fits is what we want to talk about here, though. Me, personally, I think he goes to the booth. I don't know what else he has to show on the field. He's injured all the time. He dealt with injuries again. His ankles are fucked. His knees are gone. He's very reliable, but he doesn't have any speed. He's just like a richer Jason Witten at this point. Honestly, he's not a poor, like, Jason Witten is a poor man's Greg Olson at this point in their careers. This is kind of where they're at. And that's no disrespect to either of them, but that just kind of shows the level on what they're at. But if I'm Greg Olson, I go fucking rock the booth. I love his voice. I think he's got a great voice as an analyst. I would love to see him in the booth. I don't know if it's going to be for Fox or CBS, maybe ESPN. Who knows? I just would love to see it. I think that's what he does, though. I don't think he. I don't know where else he's going to go play. I think he goes to the Cowboys. What? With Jason Witten? Jason Witten no, comes I, out yesterday as well. I think Jason Witten's gone. What? I do. I think he leaves. I, I think that they don't bring him back. And I think that they go, hey, Witten is an upgrade. Or sorry, Olsen is an upgrade over Witten. Jesus, I can talk today. And one more weapon for Dak. Uh, Olsen came out. They came out today and Olsen said that he still wants to play and he wants to play for a Super Bowl contender. I mean, you still have to consider the Cowboys as that. If they can, with the offense that they have, the uh, defense is still young. Obviously, they're going to have to fill some holes this offseason, but I could see them convincing him to go there. I agree that I think the right fit is going to the booth, but I think that he gives it one more year, one last shot. And just looking through teams, I think that that's like really one of the best options you could have there. So... Maybe even Green Bay. Jerry Jones would move on from Witten. Yes, or Witten just moves on from the Cowboys. There's reports that he might he might follow uh, Jason Garrett to the Giants. <clears throat> we'll see. Wow, that I, would be crazy. It would. But would like, that work for the Giants? Like, would the I don't like. You have Evan Ingram as a coach. Oh, not as okay. A mm. Hey, that's a possibility. I kind of like that then. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to follow Jason Garrett, but I mean, being a coach, I guess I understand that. Yeah. And I mean, dude, you're with somebody for 10 straight years or however long he was that coach, nine straight years. Like there's going to be that trust and friendship that you may you may even be blindsided or blinded, right? Just by knowing the guy personally, you know, so personal. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Green Bay is an option. They're clearly going to move on from Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers just about fucking fired him about middle of the season, anyways. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, those are those are where I got. Um, again, I think you're right, though. I'm. I was just trying to play like if he was going to still play. I think the booth is the correct spot. Hey, either way, very, very good potential options there. Honestly, 
Uh, is there any other news in the NFL that we need to go over that we necessarily probably didn't think of initially? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think it's time to get into what we've been waiting for, and that's the Super Bowl. You sure is. We're 16 minutes in, and now here is our freaking show, the Super Bowl preview of the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers playing in Miami, Super Bowl 54. Do you know what? I heard I saw something. Last Super Bowl, the, the 49ers won. What city was it hosted in? And it was hosted in Miami. Guess what? I don't give a fine fuck. I don't care where it was hosted at. This is a different time. These are different teams, different coaches, different everything at this point. I don't care where it was hosted. I usually get into that superstitious stuff. Not anymore. Not with Patrick Mahomes at the helm. This year has been an emotional roller coaster for Chiefs fans. The last 50 fucking years have been an emotional roller coaster for Chiefs fans. This is our time. This is our moment. We're going to soak it in. If you're a 49ers fan, happy for you. Glad to be in this game with you. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a great game. We're going to get into it. And the boys from San Francisco, from the Bay, the Miners, are traveling all the way across the country here to Miami. They get about a week and a half to get accustomed to everything. They'll be fine. You can't look at time zones. We are going to have a ton of stats, though. Treese has a shit ton more stats than I do because his mind works like that, and mine does the opposite. So let's go ahead and get into this, Treese. What stats do you have that mean a lot for this game that kind of sets the difference in tone or patterns that you've maybe seen throughout this season leading up to this moment? All right. So here's how I'm going to do it. I have st- pros and cons stats for each team. So I'm going to just start rattling them off in no particular order. It's just stats that I found very interesting as I was looking over the last couple of days. And please so, make sure to explain why you think they're important as well. Cause some people aren't going to think the same way you do because you have a very, very intriguing mind that works in a very well-mannered way. <laughs> All right. So number one is, the San Francisco 49ers this year are averaging 6.7 yards per play on first down. I think that's huge because obviously when you average basically a second and 3.3, most of the time you're going to get a first down, right? So obviously that is huge. But why is it even more huge here? Because this is not breaking news. The only way you are going to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes is if you have three or four 12-play drives, 12 to 15-play drives. You can't have one like how the Tennessee Titans had, right? It has to be consistent. It can't. I'm not saying every single drive, but at least one drive per quarter is what I'm thinking. you got to be able to waste six to seven minutes on a drive at least maybe not every quarter because that's hard to do but at least once per half and then maybe you have a a four minute drive here and there so like that's going to be key to me so they have to keep that up you have to win first down against this chief's defense if you don't you're going to be in trouble you're going to get your like step back and they're going to they're going to punch you in the face the chiefs will so that is one stat for you. Another one is um, on the opposite side for first down for the Chiefs. They are throwing it this year 65% of the time 
on first and second down in the first half. In the second half, it drops a little bit, and usually it's because they're in the lead, so they start to run it a little bit more. But that just shows how aggressive Andy Reid is in that first half. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's that the first down is key, right? Like, the, can the Niners continue to run the ball and gain almost seven yards per play? And then do the Chiefs continue have explosive plays by throwing it 65% of the time? Like in the first half, that's crazy on first down. That's a, that's a large number. I did not think it was going to be that big. Like that just shows like how creative Andy Reid has been this year to me. Like a lot of people are safe on a first or second down, especially in the first half, like trying to get like into the groove of a game. And he just says, fuck it. We're letting it rip. Let's go. Yep. So <clears throat> first down on, for both teams. And I know a lot of people can say like first down, of course, first down is big, but like it's running the ball or Pat, right? It's just specifics, right? So for me, that's why I find it important. Um, right now, the Niners are averaging something like 248 rushing yards per game in the playoffs. They only need like 230 rushing yards in this game. And I shouldn't say only, that's a lot. But mm-hmm. if they get 230 rushing yards this game, they set an all-time record for most rushing yards in a playoff on it by a team. So I thought that was interesting because it goes back to the first down thing. I think they're going to continue to try to just ground and pound this team and really try to attack this defensive line and try to wear them out. He like It's going to be extremely difficult. Chris Jones... Frank Clark, those guys have engines that don't stop running, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, like you wonder if they're going to get tired, but at some point, if they do have long drives, like I'm talking about, they will wear down because that's just how it's going to be. And also having two weeks off can make that like your body might take a little bit to get used to playing again in real time speed. Like that's one reason I kind of don't like the extra week off between championship games and playoff or super bowl i kind of like it just going to the next week because i feel like the teams will be more like just into the groove of what they've been doing just my opinion i might be i might be on an island on that one um <clears throat> sorry do you want me to run through all of mine right now or you want me to stop we could let's split it up here a little bit okay those, those are very interesting stats in my mind with the chiefs against the the 49ers run offense I feel like the Chiefs' defense is built to stop that in a way because they have so much size up front. Like you mentioned Chris Jones and Frank Clark, two big names. Everyone looks over Derek Naughty, who's a very, very good defensive nose tackle. He takes up space. He cannot be moved. He takes up multiple blockers. He does a good job. Colin Saunders can do the same thing, and so can Mike Pinnell. All right? So those three guys at D-tackle I'm comfortable with. And then you have Terrell Suggs still, who has that experience. He's very smart. He understands how this game is going to go. He understands how these moments are. And then you have to know Passanio. All right, third-year player out of Villanova, second-round pick from the Chiefs. Okay? He's gotten better each year, and he's gotten better each game. His size and speed on the outside, he's not fast. He's not deadly, but he's he's resentless. He just doesn't stop. All right, he's got another one of those motors where if he sees an inch, he's going to take a mile. And it's going to be a mile of advantage for him instead of you. So the 49ers offensive line, yeah, it's good. But this defensive line is just as good in going against it. So I think the, these matchup in the trenches 
are going to be huge. So I like this stat of this, and that's been all season, right? Six yards per play has been all season and not just in the playoffs. Jesus, that's crazy still. That's still crazy. I just feel like the Chiefs are so much smarter on defense against this team. Like, with Steve Spagnola, I know Kyle Shanahan is a schematic genius. They're going to get their own, but this defense is smart. I mean, you got the Honey Badger that our corners are physical. I just think when you put a linebacker in there, like a Reggie Ragland and Anthony Hitchens, like these guys are built to stop those type of plays. They're this entire defense has been set to find a hole, fill it into the play there, and then they just attack. So I'm comfortable with the Chiefs in that matchup and that stat. A quick stat that I got here. A lot of these teams playing off a of bye, all right? We know Andy Reid's record. We know that's been good throughout his career. I think it's good here as well. Starting a year, starting a regular season, Andy Reid is very well as, as well. A Super Bowl didn't go so well for him. Terrell Owens was pretty much playing on a broken ankle. Kind of hard to play well when your top receiver is out with a broken fucking foot, right? So this right here, what I think is important, is what Kyle Shanahan's buy record or record has been coming off of buy for the 49ers. His first stint as head coach in 2017 coming off of buy, they lost 13-24 to at home against Seattle. In 2018, they lost... 29 or they lost 9 to 27 in Tampa Bay. So coming off a of bye, they traveled all the way to the East Coast and lost 9 to 27. This was last year. This season, coming off a of bye, they played at home against the Cleveland Browns for week 4 and they won 31 to 3. The 49ers have not had a bye since week 4 or week 5, week 3. They were one of the first teams to have a bye. Yes, but they had a bye during the playoffs. Well, that's what I'm getting at here. Sorry. My, my no, you're, you're good. So coming into the playoffs, they, of course, won that as well. So Kyle Shanahan coming off a bye is 2-2. Two and two. If you look at it with a starting quarterback that's healthy, he's 2-0 and oh with Jimmy Garoppolo. So as a Chiefs fan, you have to consider that as well with, hey, we got a guy, a quarterback, and a head coach here that don't lose coming off the bye. And you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who have only lost once coming off the bye, and that was last season as well. So that can play a factor. I like to follow trends. I think that plays a huge part in these big moments. This game is definitely different, but just something to kind of keep an eye on. And then my other stat here is what the records have been for them traveling to the East Coast. The 49ers have traveled to the East Coast about six times this year. They're 5-1. and one. So for them traveling anywhere east, they've been five and one. The Chiefs have been three and one. Anytime traveling anywhere to the east. So they played the Lions, they played Tennessee, they lost, and then they had one more game that is now slipping my mind where they at least traveled east. Not very far. They haven't played any games really that far east. So when you say east, like like how far are you talking? Because with the Niners, every game is east. Yeah, right. exactly. So yeah. non-division, so like Arizona, I didn't count Arizona, but them okay. playing like Tampa, them Perfect. traveling all the way across. The yeah. Non-divisional East games. I like yes. that. Okay, cool. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Cool. Awesome. So my 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 main point there is the 49ers, 2-0 off a of bye, and they've been very successful on the road traveling East this year. Something to keep an eye on. I thought it was an interesting stat that went against the Chiefs 
on both of them that I looked up thinking it would be in favor for the Chiefs. Not so fast, buddy. Not so fast. I mean, that <coughs> it's funny because there's a lot of stats that I was trying to look up and stuff that I thought it was going to favor one team, and it didn't. And I'm like, oh, shit. So a couple more for me. Um, just something for the Niners to be worried about. 55% of the time when <coughs> Patrick Mahomes-led team gets down by 10 or more, they still win the game. 55 per, 55% of the time, when a Patrick Mahomes team is down by 10 or more, the Chiefs still win. Hmm. <laughs> Meaning, two-score leads are not safe. So if you guys, when I say you guys, I mean the Niners, if they have a <laughs> chance, right, they're in the red zone, let's just say that, it's fourth and one, right? You're up by 10, you're up by seven, whatever the case may be. You can't kick that field goal. You can't. You have to do whatever you can <clears throat> to get to a three-score lead. You have to. You ha- And I think, obviously, he's going to know this more than anybody because of the whole 28-3 to debacle. Like, obviously, that's still, like, a huge thing. Like, he's going to know that he has to step on their throats because this offense is so much more deadly than even that Patriots team was four years ago. So, basically, my point on that one is, Two score leads aren't safe. Like you cannot get comfortable. Do not start playing it safe. You have to keep stepping on their throat. Uh, another one is against cover three. Uh, Travis Kelsey led this team in targets against cover three teams. You can just say, "Hey, he led the team in targets the entire season." Sure, but specifically cover three, he did very, very well. And and actually. Tyreek Hill averaged more yards per catch against cover three than he did any of other coverage this season. So obviously that's what the Niners run a lot. So for me, that's a big plus for the chiefs. Like their two best playmakers have had their best like percentage of everything against that specific formation. So great for the chiefs in that case. Going off of that, the 49ers, huge cover three team, well-known, all right? The best way to beat that is to have a RPO-heavy offense, right? Run-pass option offense. The Chiefs run that perfectly. Patrick Mahomes is flawless in that. So when you do that, it's going to force the 49ers to go, hey, we can't keep doing cover three. Patrick Mahomes is just going to find all the openings. He's just going to kill us in it. We're going to have to go man. As soon as you go man... There's not a linebacker that's going to cover Travis Kelsey. I mean, Travis Kelsey beats corners. You're going to tell me a linebacker is going to cover him? It isn't happening. So the 49ers are going to have to find a way to go man. And then once they do that, they're going to forget about a guy here who is a Chiefs player that's had three touchdown games. So in back-to-back postseasons, he's had at least one playoff game where he's had three touchdowns. That's Damian Williams. This is a guy nobody's talking about. It's a guy I've talked about all season. With the moment he's in the game for the Chiefs, it's huge impact. It's huge upside. He doesn't stop. He falls forward, and he makes plays. If you're going to sit back and play zone and keep everything in front of you, the Chiefs are going to run a screen. They're going to run the ball. They're going to get you coming in, and then they're going to take a shot deep. They're going to hit Travis Kelsey across the middle on the outside. They're going to go to Sammy, and then they're going to say, hey, we're going to hit Damian Williams here on like a screen, a delayed screen. And it's going to go big. I think the Chiefs run probably at least six, seven screens this game. 
and they go for big plays. I don't disagree with you there. Uh, another thing for me is the Chiefs' run defense is actually ranked 31st in the NFL against zone running scheme offenses. That's a big-time yikes for worry for that team, right? Yep. But counterpart to that is they're also top five against play-action plays. So that's a huge plus for this Chiefs defense because obviously the Niners rely so much on that play action, right? It's it's doing those stretch plays, stretch plays, play action, roll out the other side, dump it off, right? So like there's a hit and miss, right? It's a positive for both teams and a negative for both teams in that scenario. I thought that was very interesting. Another thing I thought was interesting was against the Titans, the – uh, sorry, Kansas City Chiefs only loaded the box 12 times in that game. And they, you were very vocal about this. Everybody was, right? Held Derrick Henry to less than 10 yards in the second half. Is that right? Only seven. Yep. Seven, seven yards, right? Like, and you had to do that, <coughs> or you got to do that with only loading the box 12% of the plays. That's great. That is fantastic. My worry is that may not, work as well against the speed running backs that the Niners have. Um, you were able to catch up to Henry because he's just not as fast. I obviously the worry there is like, he's just going to run you over, which they, yeah. they stepped up to that though. Right? Like I, I was very vocal saying, I didn't know if they could do it. So now I'll, I'll eat crow on that. They clearly were, and they did. So that's fine by me, but <clears throat> this is another beast right now. It's speed. Like, can you, can you get to the edge? Can you fight through all the linemen to get to that part? to tackle them before they get into the open field and take off. And we know all of these running backs, all three of them have breakaway speed. Like it's crazy how fast they are. So interesting to see. I'm going to be paying attention to that a lot to see how much they bring a safety up or bring linebackers just closer to the line of scrimmage just to see how they adjust there. And then <clears throat> one last one is the Niners average 5.9 yards after a catch. So yards after catch, 5.9 yards, which is a huge number. Uh, so it's just going to show how important it is for these DBs not to just not let them catch the ball, right? Because that's just going to happen. It's making the tackle there and don't have broken down plays where you have guys wide open. Obviously, that's what Shanahan just thrives on, and he's very good at just getting guys open. Uh, Sanders, particularly, he's very good at getting Sanders wide open. The key is just don't have the breakdowns, and when he does catch it, don't panic. It's okay. They can catch balls. Don't let them get the yards after catch. Don't let these 7- to 10-yard plays become 16- to 20-yard plays. Like, you can't—you're not going to be able to win if the Niners are getting big chunk plays. You have to keep that down because once they start doing that— then the running game gets going. Now you're having you're not sure if linebackers are going to bite or not, and then that's when you have to worry about play action. I think these DBs can't do that. Just for the record here, I think that they are very good, led by Tyron Matthew doing this um, against George Kittle, right? But it is it, it has to be a concern if a team leads the NFL in this stat. It's something you have to be worried about. I agree. So. I said this in Mobile. This is my opportunity to say it here live, Treese. I don't know if you heard it. The Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger don't give a fuck, right? He earned a new nickname here over the kingdom. He's called the Landlord. 
Every game he goes, hey, rent's due. When's rent usually due, Therese? What day is, the, is rent usually due? It's due the first, Austin. What, what day is the Super Bowl on? It's the second. Yes, it is. Well, if the Chiefs win, I already know the post from Tyrone Matthews is going to be, or Tyrone Matthews is going to go, hey, rent was due yesterday. We're here. And I want to fucking lose it. I'm calling it. I'm fucking tweeting it. I cannot wait for this game, dude. I'm going to be in Miami. I don't think I've announced that yet. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on the beach. I'm going to be partying the night before with some former Chiefs greats. Damien here. Not Damien here. Oh, my God. Dante Hall. Dwayne Bowe. Tom Bahali. Royals Whit Merrifield's going to be there. Yo. Let's fucking go. AC is coming to Miami. I love it. I can't wait. This game's <laughs> going to be awesome. Dude, rent was due yesterday, baby. I'm <laughs> saying that Saturday. Fucking rent's due today. Rent's due today. I mean, I cannot wait. I'm going to be so drunk screaming that. Rent's due today. I already know it. I, it's, you've heard it here first. Man, I am so freaking excited. We are in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Treese, do you have any other stats that you need to go before I keep ranting on here? Nope, you're good. Keep going. Oh, you. man. Let's go, baby. We've been waiting 50 years for this. Super Bowl 4 plus 50. We're right here at 54. This is our time. It's our turn. This is the new normal, Kansas City. We're here. We're in this moment. Soak every bit of it in. Every stat that you just heard, let it stick. So when you're watching the game Sunday and something goes the Chiefs way, you're sitting there yelling at the screen, rent was due yesterday. I'm just kind of my. I'm gonna make that a fucking hashtag at this point. Rent was due yesterday. Rent was due on the first. It's the second. That's a late fee. That's gonna cost you the Super Bowl. That's I'm so excited. Question. I'm almost at a loss for words here, and that's not good for me to have as a freaking podcast podcast host. Can't run out of words. This is this moment is awesome. The experience is gonna be great. Can't wait for it. Happy to be here. Patrick Mahomes and this team, man. There's just a different. There's a different attitude with this Chiefs team than we've ever seen before. And it starts with the guys that Brett Veach brought in this summer. That's the Honey Badger and Frank Clark. The attitude that they've brought to this team in this city has been phenomenal. You got the landlord. You got Frank Clark who don't give a shit running his mouth against the Titans, against Derrick Henry. He ran his mouth against Derrick Henry, the guy that has been running people all over, has been running people over all year. I don't give a shit. It's pretty much what he said. After the game, goes off again. I freaking love it. I'm sitting in the stands, section 300-something, right next to the drums, balling my eyes out like a 6'3 little bitch, going, we're going to the Super Bowl. Frank Clark's down on the field, planting the flag, talking shit. We're here in the Super Bowl once again. This Everything's so different. That's what makes this so great, this defense. It's completely different than what it was last year. This offense has a different attitude. All the everything that the Chiefs went through this past summer, all the allegations, all the stories, all the false news reports, it all comes down to this moment. Patrick Mahomes is set to get paid. Chris Jones is set to get paid. It all it all sits right here on this game. Chris Jones is going to be a huge factor. Tyre is going to be a huge factor. Jimmy Williams is going to be a big factor. Michael Hardman is going to have a momentum-changing play that takes it away because the Chiefs have been starting slow. 
it, this is it. I think the Chiefs are better in every aspect. They're going to make more plays. They're faster. They're smarter. They're more experienced in these type of moments. Like, hey, the time is now. It's our turn. This is the new normal. Let's go. Rent was due on the first. Kansas City's winning the Super Bowl. Treese, what are your thoughts on everything that I just freaking rambled on about? And kind of who are you picking the win? Before I before you even fucking talk, Chiefs win 35-24. <clears throat> okay. All right, everybody. That's Austin Cunningham for you. And, uh, hey, dude, I'm super excited for you. I'm not even going to give you shit, dude. I, I, I'm very, very happy that your team is here. I would be doing the same thing you are. I think it's awesome. Before I tell you my prediction, though, I want to go through groups. We did it for all the other playoff games. So let's hurry and run through this real quick. <clears throat> Quarterback group. Very easy, right? We're both saying Mahomes is the, uh, the better. Yes. Running back. Running back group, who do you have? You got to take the 49ers. There's just Absolutely. multiple of them. Absolutely. Shady McCoy might not even play this game. I don't think he's going to. Uh, wide receiver tight end group, I think it's safe to say the Chiefs on this one. Yes, sir. Offensive line. Taking the Chiefs as well. Uh, I think when healthy, they have two of the best tackles in the league that don't get talked about. Their center's good enough. They have a left guard and a guy whose name I cannot pronounce, Winiski or Wisniewski. He's previously won a Super Bowl with the with the Eagles. This is his moment. He's pretty much taken over for Andrew Wiley. Wiley was a healthy scratch last game as well for the AFC Championship game. You take experience over inexperience in these type of moments. You have the doctor at right guard. Let's roll. Okay, we'll disagree here. I will take the Niners offensive line in this case. Defensive line. You have to take the 49ers. They've been but deadly. Close. But close, the Chiefs, if the Chiefs had bigger names on their defensive front, people would take them. I agree. I, I Even though for how good that defense line is in San Francisco, I actually thought this was probably the toughest one out of all of our picks. But yeah. I also am going to take the Niners here. Linebackers. I, I mean, that's tough for me because the Chiefs play so many different linebackers and sub packages that they don't really have like a set core. I mean, you know it's going to be Jamie Wilson, Anthony Hitchens. Ah, fuck. You go. I'm going to take the Niners just because Quan Alexander's healthy. Yeah. If he wasn't healthy, I would take the Chiefs. And Fred Warner has been. Yeah, I'll take the 49ers. DBs. You have to go with the 49ers as well, mainly because of Sherman. Yep. Special teams. Chiefs. Chiefs as well. Absolutely electric. Harrison Butker, trust him with my life. Wow. That's, that's some strong words there. Dude, he's right. so good. Oh, he's so good. Okay, cool. All right. You got a score I, prediction? Yeah. 34-31. And that's all, folks. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Here's the problem. When I was going through stats, everything pointed towards the Chiefs winning this game. Everything. My gut still tells me something happens with the Niners, though. I am going to take the San Francisco 49ers to win 34-31. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry no. to do it. That's fine. Like you, you. I mean, dude, you've had a much better prediction playoff record than I have this year. I, I won the season, but you easily won the playoffs, so... Maybe you want me to pick the 49ers. Definitely. To be honest. 
So I've had a I've had a rough stretch. So um, and again, all the stats are telling me just take the Chiefs. Like they should win this game. I don't know what it is inside of me, but I just have this feeling, and I don't know why. I can't even tell you what it is. It's a gut feeling, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm I just think that they find a way to get the ball at the end of the game and they drive it down and they get into field goal range and Robbie gold shows why he held out and got a big contract as a kicker and he makes the kick. That's kind of just the way I feel. I, I, I hope this doesn't bring anything between us. Um, but... just, I don't know when our next podcast is going to be. <laughs> Cause you're, <laughs> cause you quit because I think <laughs> That's been it. We did a fucking year. We got to this moment. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, totally, right? Um, hey, I will gladly be wrong on this because I know how happy it's going to make you. Um, I can't even say that I'm rooting for a specific team, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm just going to be rooting for an awesome game. But that's such a cliche answer. It really is. Well, I mean, here's the I'm thing, just though. I'm going to be rooting for a good game. I just want to have a good super. Fuck you. Here's the no, thing, though. No, nah, I'm, right? I'm kidding. That was rude of me. <laughs> no, you're good. You can be as rude as you want. Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm also like a believer that, like, if your team's not in a game, you don't have to pick a team that you want to win. Like, I don't like fans that, like, all right, well, now I'm a fan of this team because, (laughs) no, like you can still just be a fan of your team. They're just not playing in this game. That's, that's an acceptable answer. And also like my best friend is a diehard Niners fan. You and I, I can honestly say you are one of my best friends now. And like, you're obviously a diehard chiefs fan. Like no matter what, I'm going to be texting congratulations to somebody and are you okay to the other person? No matter what, I have to send one to each. So, like, that's the downfall. I'm in a shitty situation. Like, Sunday night, Monday morning, it's going to be awkward for me. No matter what. That's what it comes down to. It'll be all right. It'll be okay. We'll be fine. Life goes on. You want to know what, though? Like you said, this is the Chiefs' time, and this is not going to be a one-and-done. This is not. Like this is not Dan Marino. We were gonna talk in three years, like, and be like, "Fuck, remember how excited you were on Super Bowl one, and now you're at Super Bowl three or four? Are you still as excited as you were? Because like now it's just the new normal. Like that's going to be a real thing for the Chiefs. I will be just as excited. I know. I, know, I knew you were gonna fucking say that. I knew it. <laughs> but you get my point, though. Like that's the point. I just so, might be more aggressive <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're gonna kind of have like this inner Patriots fandom, like you're. Yeah, like, I'm gonna explode. I, yeah. People are probably gonna hate me. That's all right. They'll still listen to 50, our podcast. Fifty years. Fifty years. So, before we sign off, now that we have done a Super Bowl preview, the only thing we have not done on this podcast is a Super Bowl recap. Because we started the end of February in 2019. We are roughly three and a half weeks or so away from the one-year mark. That's going to be pretty dope. This year went by fast. Yeah, it did. The year went about as fast as this month of January has. 
Year went by fast. Month of January, not so much. This month of January has been a year. Yeah, yeah. The month of January is the longest year of our life, for sure. One hundred percent. All right, dude. I'm super excited for you. I hope you have a great trip to Miami. Travel safe on Saturday. Um, I'll be expecting lots of pictures on Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to leave you alone. We're not going to talk. And that's acceptable to me. Like, that's fine. Because you're going to just be zoned in. Even though I know you. Okay, again, we did it on, I asked you the same thing on the AFC Championship game. Are you going to be on Twitter during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Of course you are. Yeah. Dude. You're, every motion, you, every high, and every low. I don't know how you do it, dude. I have to, like, put my sh- my phone away and just focus and, like, enjoy that moment by myself. Because I'm not going to be by myself. I'm going to be with everyone else. Cheering or crying. Chiefs kingdom. Rent was due on the first. <laughs> You're so fucking dumb. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Enjoy your Super Bowl. I hope you all have fantastic food, fantastic drinks, awesome TV setup, whatever you guys do for the Super Bowl. I know it's everybody's like party of the year. It's going to be a good time. Obviously, it's your guys' best party because you're you're listening to us, which is all about football. So clearly, you care about the Super Bowl. You care about football. I hope you guys all have a good time. And tonight, we've been talking football. And home of the Chiefs.